This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. You remember. Roll your stealth roll. Game books, pencils, pizza, cheese puffs, and a hell of a lot of dice. And the dragon woke up. Roll for initiative. This is the Roll for Initiative podcast, where 1E is the place to be. The Roll for Initiative podcast, we're in volume number nine. I am DM Vince sitting alongside DM Nick. Hi, everybody. We're back for another episode of the Roll for Initiative podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the Dungeons and Dragons card. Oh, we do that every week. Never mind. Yeah, and why are you talking like in a real wispy voice? That's really creepy. Don't do that. Well, that's that whole uh, ASMR Esmer. <laughs> that's actually a thing uh-huh. now. If you look that up, it's like automated something response something or other. There's actually there's all these <laughs> there's all these videos on YouTube where people are talking like this, and if they whisper just like this, it's supposed to trigger something inside your brain that makes it feel really good and you have like a brain gasm <laughs> what? Uh, yeah it you basically it's supposed to tr- the whispering sound i forget what the heck is exactly called but it's, it's asmr if you look it up and uh, okay it's like an automated like sound response something or other so different sounds create different feelings in your brain and the whispers sound like this really breathy is supposed to trigger something in your mind that they call braingasms. You ever have that feeling that you get that little tingly feeling on the top of your head that goes down your back to your spine? You know you've had that before, not from just whispers, but... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's what it's supposed to trigger in people. Not everybody experiences it, but quite a few people do. And Hmm. they have this like entire thing uh, it's weird because the videos on youtube i just found about this like last week the videos on youtube for this are basically generally only girls doing it but whatever mm-hmm. and they're cosplaying in different things like you know fortnite or overwatch and they're mm-hmm. not doing anything really like horrible or anything they're just basically in front of the camera and they're whispering mm-hmm. here let me help you and you see they put their hands in front of the camera as if they're doing something to help you supposedly the voice and the whole, like, hands that close, simulating a touch is supposed to trigger this whole thing, though. Didn't do anything for me, so apparently I'm not one of those people or I'm not into that stuff, so. Yeah, you're not insane. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but okay, Nick, you went. No, I did. I don't care. It sounds crazy, insane, stupid, but that's just me. <laughs> well, there's tons of videos, and these people are making tons of money doing it, so. <sighs> Millennials. <laughs> Yep. Kids today with their rock and roll music. Oh, yeah. Speaking of millennials, I found out uh, last week also while I was doing that I may be uh, what they call a zennial, which is a mix between a, a Generation X and a millennial because of when I was born. Really? <laughs> yeah, they decided like that they, there's a new category of uh, generations in the gaps now. And the way my birth year falls, it's on the very edge of Generation X and the beginning of this new generation they call Zennials that were born from a well, certain... what year were you born? 75. But Oh, I was just going to say. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Generation X, but right. 
I'm the generation end of the year gap, so that means that I cross over into the gap of of millennial, but I'm not a millennial oh, because a millennial oh, actually starts in, in like yeah, starts in eighty five or eighty four. So they made up a new one called Zennials. Basically, we're Gen Xers that adapted to technology faster than the Gen X generation, but not quite as fast as the millennial generation. <laughs> That's the only difference. Okay. We know we've I'll, I'll, we've I'll run with it. We've experienced the whole, you know, no cell phones, using rotary phones, using VCRs, right. uh, having to call somebody's house and having to talk to their parents. Also, right. at the same time, we've experienced social media, cell phones, uh, texting, and things like that. Maybe we didn't jump on the the whole thing like millennials did, but we did jump mm. onto it. So that's the only difference. Uh, well, I was born in seventy one. Where that put me? That put you at Generation X. Good. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> I mean, you're part of the whole rah, social media rah, cell phones. So eh, I'm okay with it. Whatever. Anyway, hey, I'm we on need this show, right? <laughs> that is true, but there are grumpier and groggier people on a uh, grognardier people that are on these podcasts than you, so Really? Oh yeah. I find that hard to believe. I mean, come on, DM <laughs> DM Glenn from Thacko's Hammer, he's old man grognard himself, so Yeah, good point. But yet he uses YouTube and podcasting, so he's not so grognardian, is he? Hmm. He's not a Luddite. Yeah. Anyway. Back to the show. Okay. Yeah. What, do we, what do we have this week, Nick? So um, this episode uh, is episode 12 from the first season of the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon, The Lost Children. This one aired on December 6th of 1983, so we're getting into the Christmas season, folks. Was there actually, yeah. I don't recall, but uh, there was there an, actually an episode christmas themed one i'm not sure there was i don't recall there ever being one yeah that's what i thought no as popular as the show was and yeah. it was very popular at the time there was no like christmas special i i that would have been kind of cool to me but hey what do i know yeah um little 12 year old nick uh eating his cereal and uh yeah yeah um in december 6th right about that time i'm like Two more weeks for Christmas vacation. <laughs> Looking at your uh, Toys R Us catalog going, I hope I got this. Um, Well, not Toys R Us. Sears? I was looking at the JCPenney's catalog, Sears. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're, you're, yeah. You're, at this point, you're just a little bit older than me. So, I mean, I was yeah. right in the... I was in the... when Growing up, I was in the sweet spot for all these cartoons that were aimed for people of my age. Like, your age yeah. group... Definitely was into these cartoons, but my age group is what it was aimed for, like the seven, eight, nine, ten, right yeah. around there, like this GI Joe, He Man, Transformers. That was all seven, eight, nine, ten area frame. I mean, they picked right. up the eleven and twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Of obviously, they loved it, but they weren't aiming for those. Right, they were aiming for the younger single digit crowd for the most part. Yeah, go on. So, but um, yeah, the Lost Children. This was written by Jeffrey Scott. He writes and a directed lot. by, yeah. Oh my God! Here, I think he wrote the majority of them. Yeah. But um, directed by John Gibbs and Bob Richardson, who was uncredited for the uh, episode directing it. Uh. Um, yeah. So the basic synopsis of this episode is: with the help of another group of lost children, the kids must brave the dangers of Van Vengers Castle. Vengers? Vengers Castle. 
Avengers Castle. Let's just I am. Avengers Castle to locate a no. ship, which, according to the Dungeon Master, just might take them home. And this has actually an IMDb rating of 7.3. Well, so, it was rather strange. That's why. It's a strange. Uh, and so they start the episode. There's a storm. Foresters like mountains around. Eric's complaining again, as always, like about the rain. So he asks Presto for something to help. You, you notice and, that he asks for help, but yet he's using his shield as, a, as an umbrella anyway. As a, yeah. So he looks like he pulls an umbrella out of the hat, but it's actually like <laughs> Eric tries to open it, and it's like a bat. It screams, scares Eric, and he face plants into the water. Um, did you hear, <laughs> did you hear the, uh, the rhyme for that? I don't pay attention to the rhymes anymore. They're well, just stupid. <laughs> Alaka Watsis, let's give this a try. Please give me something to keep help us dry. To help keep us dry. So we're yeah. gonna are we gonna call this a failure? Yes. Epic fail. Why don't we put a little failure down on that mark there, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I hadn't marked that one. So <laughs> Hey, I did it. <laughs> no, you didn't. No. So like yeah, Eric face plants into the water, and then right in front of him, hey, DM shows up. Well, <laughs> you forgot the really great one-liner there, too. What was that? Presto apologizes, and he says, my hat doesn't work very well when it's when wet. It raining. Yeah, when it rains. And then when... Eric's response was, or any other time. Yeah. That one had me laughing <laughs> out loud, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay, because you know, he gets up, and somebody asks... Um, Oh, how how long is it? Will it rain? And DM's like, hmm. Last time it rain, will it rain real long. It was like three years. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call uh, uh, an audible and a BS on that one. They've been yeah. there for probably. I, at one point, they say months. I heard. I think Sheila says in one of the episodes, "We've been here for months, and it yeah. hasn't ever rained." And now it rains. Yeah. He says it's rained the last time for three years. <laughs> yeah. The last time it rained, it was layering for three years. Yeah, I think the DM was so, trying to pull a fast one. Yeah, and Eric's like, hey, you would have to have like a boat on you. But he goes, no, but I have, I know a ship that you could get to. And it's, <sighs> take, you know, capable of taking them home. And, but he tells them that he must, that they must find the lost children. All right. And, <sighs> and, you know, when he's telling them this thing, if you pause it at like almost at the two minute mark, he looks really evil and ominous. Ominous. Oh yeah, that uh, that when he's he has his has hand that, like that look on his face, like <laughs> I'm gonna get these little creeps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, DM is definitely the evil one here. Maybe Avenger is really the good guy in all this. Yeah, I think I think yeah, we might he might be just misunderstood. So, freaking Dungeon Master so disappears he, again too. Yeah, well, he's like he mentions that a ship. You got to find the lost children. Peace. <laughs> and then he disappears because they ask. They're asking him, "Tell us more about this ship." And they're like, "And he disappears." Jerk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they look at each other and they look back, and he's gone. I'm like, dude, yeah. he was right yeah. in front of you. <sighs> so, like, screen. You know, scene changes. They're like around this place. Looks like there's some columns. Looking for these kids and there's like a an arrow just thwack right into a tree and there's another one that almost hit uni sorry 
<laughs> yeah. So what I, I know you were hoping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and she goes like, they can't hit, but they can't see. And she goes like invisible and all that jazz. Eric jumps into a bush. <laughs> and, and then he finds in the bush, there's like a little like kid. It's just a kid. You know, one of those voices for the kids sounds yeah. exactly like one of the voices that was in Teen Titans that played uh, was a Star Child. <laughs> I swear it's that. Same. I mean, it's probably not because of the you know the twenty year the, day, yeah. the twenty year 20 gap between years, them, but yeah. it sounds just like the same voice actress. I'm like that has to be. Maybe it was her in her earlier in her career. I don't know. Uh, well, it's funny when Bobby like goes over to the bush. It's like I'll take care of it. Smacks the hammer down, and like this little redheaded girl pops out with a spear, and he's like, "Ew, a girl! I don't like girls. I don't fight oh. girls. Ugh. I don't like girls. Ew. I don't like. I don't fight girls. And, and it looks like like Hank's like gonna shoot one of them. Yeah. Then he stops. Then he stops, and then you know. Diana gets one out of a tree with her legs because she's all acrobatic. Then I love the one where it looks like the the girl uh, one is like spazzing out. <laughs> she's like running, and then all of a sudden, it looks like she's having a seizure. <laughs> yeah, and then it's actually Sheila that grabs her. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, is this what happened? That happened an episode. <laughs> yeah epileptic episode or something in the tree yeah, having an epileptic seizure and and then like um there i guess uh was presto was like you know maybe they we could talk to him. maybe they know sign language and he's like why did you attack us and they're like well we thought that you were one avengers people because you know you have your magical weapons they're like, oh, you speak perfect English. Well, thank you. <sighs> yeah, I know. So they ask where the ship is. They say Avengers has it. And you know what happened to all your all the you know your adults and the elders are all gone, which means they're dead. Well, what about Eric saying, uh, okay, <laughs> okay, lost Now you're found. Where's your ship? Take us to your yacht club. <laughs> Take us to your yacht club. Yes. <laughs> Look, take us to your leader. Take us to your yacht club. Uh, so he has the I best. I guess lines. the only one left is this one called Alfor. Yes, Alfor. Alfor. Yeah, he's something. been captured by Avenger, and then they decide they're going to stay with the kids. And it's getting dark. That's what Hank says because he's such an awesome ranger because he can tell between daylight and nighttime. Mm. <laughs> and so it melts the scene melts over to avengers castle and then you see somebody like in like heavy coveralls with like a and uh, something over their head with a blowtorch he looks like he's in a welder suit basically yeah it yeah. is a welder suit that's what i was yeah, thinking he's working. Was. so i'm assuming okay he's working on this ship with a blowtorch okay cool and well, then basically what it was it was a blowtorch, yeah. so. So exposition from from Avengers like, uh, the ship is almost finished, and that'll be the most powerful being here in the realms, blah, blah, blah. Did you And then Shadow Demon sneaks up on him. Did you notice Avengers' voice being really weird in this episode? I think he has asthma. <laughs> <laughs> 
like when I first heard it, I'm like, that doesn't sound like his voice, really. Well, you know, you listen to him, and he sounds kind of hollow at times. I think he's an asthmatic. Yeah, maybe. Forgot his, maybe. Forgot his little breather thing, you know. And maybe. He's got a... You know, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. We take a... Be better. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I'm better. And, like, Shadow Demon sneaks up on him. He almost like, it was like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, what, <laughs> dude? What is with the shadow demon sneaking up on Venger all the time? It's like, dude, uh, because he because he likes to see him jump. <laughs> uh, okay, he is a demon. <laughs> Very true. And then uh, the shadow demon tells him that you know the kids has ha- have been spotted, and he's like, excellent, yes. And then the guy in the uh, welder suit is like, oh, don't hurt them or I won't fix your ship. Fix the ship. And then um, Danger's like, and the guy in the suit's like, your threats don't, you know, they don't, you got nothing, man. (laughs) And Venger goes back to Shadow Demon says, capture them, but do not harm them. Ooh. (laughs) So he wants them captured, but not harmed. Sure. And, trust, trust Shadow and, didn't do anything right. Yeah, and then Welder guy goes back to fixing whatever he's fixing, which we all assume is the ship, because you never see it fully. Yeah, you yeah. never see the ship fully till like the last what five minutes, I think. Yeah, like the, the last episode. act, the very last act. Yeah, very last act, basically. So Welder man, which we assume is Al, I think he says his name is Al Four. I think Venger does say his name. Um, you know, it goes back to uh, fixing whatever it is. And then it melts back to the scene, I guess, into these ruins where they're with the kids are sitting eating around a fire. And Eric asks for salt for his, like, looks like his kebab. (laughs) And this one of the kids says, Salgor. He says, no, not sugar, salt. Whoever heard of putting, like, salt on uh, sugar on a potato? Yeah, basically calls him a dummy. And the girls, and the one girl next to this other one says, "I is afraid that you don't understand. His name is Salgor." Um. Oh, and then Eric's like, "Oh, that's cute. Well, then I'm Thumper. That's Bambi, and this is Dumbo." <laughs> Eric, be nice. <laughs> like that's what Diana says to him. Eric, be nice, you jerk. That was like one of the best ones ever. I had to write that one. I was like, "I'm Thumper. That's Bambi, and this is Dumbo." I'm telling you, Eric gets like the best lines in all these things. He does, he does. And so the fire's almost going out. Bobby wants to go to get the firewood. Sheila says, cool, go. And he's walking with the little girl. And this is where it gets one of the little funky moments. She's like, you're allowed to go out on your own? And she says, like, I wasn't allowed to go on my own till I was 55. Yeah. Zoinks? <laughs> they're really old she and then it's like bobby's like well how old are you now she goes i'm 74 did did you uh did you catch the mistake that they made on that that whole scene no so bobby's well, like i'm almost 10 well remember he had his birthday in episode 8 which made him 10 right so whoops <laughs> so a little continuity here who cares right Either this episode was written before 
that other episode or the writers basically sat down to write this episode and looked at the like the series bible and went bobby almost 10 okay bobby's almost 10 yeah, write yeah. that in right right i mean i caught that i was and like wait bobby, a minute like, he's 10 like, like drops all of his sticks and like it's like what yeah and goes to sheila she he, this girl's like 74 uh, like really eric's like really yeah, and and then the joke is, Sagor, he's not seventy four, so I I forgot it was a I guess it was a boy. You can't really tell. Nice. Nah, <laughs> all of them wearing that little patch of fur over their uh, chest yeah. area, you couldn't tell. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, it's fine. It's just it, they, the way they drew them; they were just kind of yeah, kind of androgynous in a way. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. And. And she's like, Saul Gore, that's not funny. He's a, he's 73 and a half. Wah, 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 wah. Wah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I was trying to, supposed to make fun of Bobby and his whole, I'm almost 10. <laughs> yeah. And they, they talk about how middle age is 552 years 50, old. 500, yeah. Yeah. And that's their. And then own. Eric's like, "What you could you what you like in school for three hundred and sixty years?" Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, we I mean being a child for seventy something years is probably going to be like a disaster. Any anyway, so. Yeah, imagine imagine your teenage years in that type of life. <sighs> so, meanwhile, in the next day, right near now, Avengers Castle. Bef- before you <laughs> jump over to Avengers Castle. Meanwhile, Avengers Castle, uh, these lost kids, yes. to you or me, they basically just look like humans with face paint, right? Yeah, face and body paint, yeah. Yeah, that's what they look like. So I just wanted to establish that before we went any further. They look like yeah, humans. they just look like little, like, you know, like, uh, I guess, aboriginal tribal people. Right, and I was know? thinking to myself, okay, this has to be somewhere. So I started looking looking around for it. I didn't find anything on them. So I mean, nah. you said you didn't either. So I guess they're nothing. nothing. But that leads us up to later on. So continue. Yeah, that we go into some sort of like, you know, Eric Van Donick and Chariots of the Gods sort of like stuff. I'll explain. So they get to the we get to the next day. Melt the scene melts to the next day. They're looking for Venger's Castle. Castle. Um. They find this little I guess hole in a chasm and then they find Venger's castle and they look over peer over like a cliffside and they see all the Avengers uh, troops lizard men some orcs um, whatnot they're like doing military drill out in this all around the castle so they're like how are we gonna get in <laughs> and Eric's like what do you mean what do you mean what you go in, get closer. What what are you talking about? And then um, Sheila is like, you know, pretty much volunteers to to go in, and, and she demonstrates her invisibility cloak. And the lost kids are like, "Der magic! Wow, is this magic? <laughs> what is this magic you speak of?" <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so she, uh, Hank tells her, you know, she's got to find where this L4 guy is, sneak in, and Eric's 
complaining as usual, doesn't think it's a great idea. So Sheila starts to sneak in. And there's she sneaks by a sleeping orc. Not hard to do. Um, she goes by these two lizard men. They're at the front door. And she says, hey, lizard lips, lizard lips to distract the lizard bed guards. And one goes, what you say? And when you, 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 I say nothing. You, you like go watch. And, um, so she gets in. So she's acting here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of really does a thiefy thing. Yeah. For once. Into the she walks into there, she pulls the cloak back over herself again because I guess an orc walks in through a door, or some lizard. It was some lizardmen, yeah, some lizardmen, and then she almost steps on a what looks like a trip laser beam, <laughs> and above her is this really obvious cage that would drop on you. That's rattling from the non-existent the wind, non-existent. right? I'm like, oh my god, she's actually used a thief skill. Yeah. Kinda. She spotted Kinda. spotted the obvious laser beam roll. Yeah, yeah. So her 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 like spot obvious skill is like ninety nine percent. So good job. Cap, miss Miss Captain Obvious there. Yeah. Mm hmm. So the laser beam tripwire thingy didn't work. She goes she goes stealth again. Was it a freaking and, laser and beam? And she had the stupid. She had this stupid line. She says, "Gee, I hope Venger keeps the dungeon in the basement." Yeah, doy. Where the heck else would it be? <laughs> in his closet? Wow. In his bathroom? <laughs> wow. That's just horrible dialogue. That's horrible. <laughs> eh, you know. It, it's written for yes. It was written for your age at that time. So I hey, <laughs> yeah. By this time, I'm on my second bowl of cereal, and not caring. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was bad dialogue in that point. Yeah, God, it was. Uh, but she gets to the dungeon. Yeah, and it's in the basement. Shocker. Yeah, and she thinks she finds Alfor. She goes over to this cell. She's like, you know, calling to him. And um, he says, yes, I, you know, but, you know, you pretty much you've been deceived. It's actually Venger, like, shape-shifted into some other dude. And then he shifts back in the Venger. And she, like, lets out, like, a serious, like, oh, my God, scream. <laughs> oh, the scream was like, whoa. Yes, our master thief gets caught. Yeah. We're, we're such a great thief here. She's like, Wah! <laughs> yeah. And then she's captured by the lizardmen. So they go back to the group. They're all worried, right? And um, Presto's looking at his watch. Um, they think that she's in trouble. We're all in trouble. That's what Eric says. And I guess one of them named Alvino says there's a 97% chance that something did happen to Sheila. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, great. Um, Eric's like, oh, brother, <laughs> like these kids, like, whatever. <laughs> and then DM shows up again. 
He says that they're all in danger. Listen to Alvino. This kid knows what he's talking about. But in defeat, they will find victory. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, the, the, the wisdom Avenger is gotten off of a, um, um, is off of a, like a, you know, a Chinese fortune cookie. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not real deep. <laughs> so um, he disappears again. And then this is where it gets, in my opinion, really weird. All of a sudden, they hear in the sky like some screeching. They get all freaked out. And I swear to God, when you see this, you probably think what I thought. And it's the Nazgul. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Writing some dragon pterodactyl thingies. <laughs> Four of these guys show up, or five. Five of these guys show up. They're wearing these cloaks. They have a single eye with carrying these pink staffs. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is almost like Gamma World territory now. <laughs> I'm just like, I know that's not in the Monster Manual. I know that's not in the Fiend Folio. This is just something made up. <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. I mean, yeah. I'm like, great. I'm that I'm cool with that, but it just there was like all of a sudden like uh, we need some Tolkien guys. Boom! <laughs> Let's draw that in there. So there we go. But they were no copyright infringement because no words were said that they were Nazgul. But uh, the the Nazgul knockoffs, as I call them, start to kick the kids' butts. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> it, it just it's just a real farce because they got beat by like one-eyed guys with pink batons that's huh. nothing that you would want to brag about right mm -hmm. so i believe eric as always asks presto to do something yeah and he goes sorry guys and fade the commercial what did he say? Um, did I write that down? No, I didn't write that down. Drat. <laughs> it's just like whatever he said or did wasn't working. He's just like, sorry, guys. Do, do, do. No, I didn't write and, that down. Yeah, and then it fades the commercial time. I'm like, all right, more, more, um, either I'm go to the bathroom or get more cereal. Don't get the two mixed up. <laughs> so. Well, they were they were essentially were cyclopses, right? Those things. No, they were something else because they were short. They they had one glowing eye, no faces. It was all black. They were, looked like they were wearing like gauntlets or something like that, and they're carrying pink like batons. They're Nazgul Naz knockoffs. How about the uh, the this uh, cyclops skin from the monster man? I'm probably not pronouncing that. No, right. no, they're too short for that. The Cyclops kin? No. Yeah, that's it. Cyclops kin. Thank you. No, no, that's not them. They're just, I looked it up. I'm like, everywhere. I'm like, no, it's not that. No, it's not that. I'm like, I go with my gut. No, they ripped off Tolkien here. <laughs> oh, I did write it down. Cloaks and weapons dropped to the ground, put Avengers troops in the lost and found. Lost and found. And it actually works. 
Well, you don't find out until after they get back from commercial. Right. It doesn't here's look what, like Here's it what works. happens. So what you see is you get back from the commercial break, and they're selling cartoon, you know, you know, toys and whatnot. I'm sure some ones for Christmas. Um, Venger looks out over his balcony. He's like, excellent, yes. Because you see four cloaked figures and a few of the, the kids. And then he's like, oh, they even captured the young one with the, the young barbarian. And then they cut back to the, uh, the, the captured kids. And it's them in the cloaks with the lost children as quote unquote their prisoners and and presto's hat did work but they cut away the commercial yeah you never get to see how these guys disappear i'm like was there a budget cut because <laughs> they it, couldn't it, draw it, that it is kind of weird how they did that you're right because he's like oh yeah. sorry and they just kind of went to commercial break like, with he's, hat like, he's like he's like He's like, it, and Presto's like, yeah, I still don't know how they disappeared. I'm like, well, neither do we. <laughs> we never got to see it. <laughs> so apparently your magic power was dissolving to commercial and coming back. <laughs> that yes. was the work of the, so technically, yes, Presto had the hat work for him. So why I marked it down. We don't see it. <laughs> but we are told through exposition that it is that it did work it's lame i know but yes yeah so they get to the door it's guarded by a lizard man this orc guard like goes um and 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 gives this password drolu mark gorfor <laughs> yeah i was to brought to nikto you know whatever and they hear him say it because they're right there. <laughs> and they and they says Golomok Gorfor and lets him in. Wow, yeah, real close. That was a tough one. <laughs> so well, they get in. He kind of botches it a little bit, but yeah, you know, with that yeah. little pause, and he goes uh in the middle and does it. And I'm like the lizard guy's just like meh, and he lets him in. <laughs> Meh, I don't care. I don't get paid enough. <laughs> Pretty much. So Eric thinks he can like he can one up everybody. So it's like I think I could do this. So he goes up to an orc guard. Well, who's like stop, napping. Stop one second here. This is the orc captain. Because he's got the big mace, right? right. And he's the seen these kids multiple times. If we're assuming that's the same one, yes. So and he looked yes. Eric directly in the face because his face came out of that hood when he was talking to the guy when he's when he comes up to him, and he didn't right. recognize him. I'm like, come on. Um, orcs are nearsighted. <laughs> okay. Short term memory. He lost his glasses. Um, um, kids' cartoon. That's that's all I got. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Eight year old me, right? Right. So. <laughs> So Eric asks directions for where to take the new prisoners. Am I supposed to take them to the new dungeon or the old dungeon? You know, uh, which way? Yeah. And you're like cringeworthy here. Like the orcs, like <laughs> yeah, that way, cell three. Dumbass. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for him to say that under his breath. Well, I got the yeah. the cell three or what he was told was cell three. 
right? So they get to, they're on their way there. Shadow Demon kind of pops out of the wall and goes back to Vengeance's. Um, Tattletale. Yeah, uh, the 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 uh, young ones are here. I'm thinking young ones. That was a great show back in the 80s. No, <laughs> not that show. <laughs> it's like, where's Vivian? <laughs> and Neil <laughs> eating lentil. Um, but uh, so he goes back and says, the young ones are here. And he goes, good, better than I planned. <laughs> well, yeah, he's so like, I basically, Venture was expecting them. Yeah, like a big jerk. Um, right. So he already set a trap for them, you know, because that's Venger. It looks like it's cell three because the number three is right there. And Presto goes up to there, tries to get the lock open. Apparently, Presto is also a thief, too. He dual classed sometime. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, maybe. So maybe. You never know. Meh. We'll, we'll got a little bit of a dual class in time with Sheila. Wah, wah. Whoa! You know now, now. Eh, that's that's code. <laughs> we know saying your dual classing is code for another thing. So Uni <laughs> goes up to the door, scrapes away the dirt, and it's actually number thirteen. Very subtle, by they, the way. Yeah, and then um, so Presto opens the door, and it looks like it lets out a zombie. I think. I think I'm not sure what the heck that even was. Some purplish uh, monster with a hair lip. Um, so they have a fight with the guards. The captain knocks away Eric's shield because he's useless. <laughs> he says he knows he's got a black belt in karate, which means nothing. <laughs> um, so they have this fight with the orc guards. And Eric. Eric's like, ooh, I must be better than I thought because he just closed his eyes and flailed his arms all around like a doofus. They find Sheila, and you got to go to, what is it? Um, Fort, what is it? Stop at 1442. Okay. You stop it there. You can see that's, guys, I'm here. You can see she still has her cloak on. Yeah, well. She's in the cell with her cloak on. Really, Finger? Lazy? Why? Eight, eight, I'm like eight year old me. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm working with it. So, but yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, wait yeah, a minute. She has her cloak. She still on. has her cloak on. Like, why wouldn't she just disguise herself? You know, you know, put, you know, put this stealth device on, <laughs> and then and hide, then, and then hide. But no. Wow. But then again, where's Sheila we're talking about here? She's not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed. She's pretty, but not smart. That's okay, though. Mm. She's our thief, and we love her, right? Yes, we love her to so, death. So we're, you know, Eric starts calling out for Al4, and apparently he can, like, bust doors open, too, or knock locks off with his shield. He knocks it off. He knocks off the, 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 the lock to Al4's dungeon door and he's like oh it's a monster he's gonna eat us it's bigfoot <laughs> it's no actually he yeah uh, it's ukla <laughs> yeah it's like it's ukla the mock um but speaking of which you know, he, he does say oh it's he's a bigfoot uh he's like he's gonna eat us but the kids like are like no he won't eat you 
he's a vegetarian. We all are vegetarians. Join us. Join <laughs> us. Now, this is where I, I pause, okay? Well, yeah, I wanted to say like, something, too, about Ukla, because I found a, a good little interesting fact about Ukla. Ukla the Mock? Yes, Ukla the Mock. Well, I thought he was like a Sasquatch Bigfoot, okay? Yeah. Now, all right, work with me on this. The thing right. that was like during the 70s and the 80s, there was this whole thing that, like if you were in the whole UFO thing and all that jazz, you know, yeah. Unsolved Mysteries with Leonard Nimoy, or or was it In Search Of? No, there was this in whole search thing. Of. There was this unsolved yeah, mysteries with Robert Leonard Stack. Right, yeah. Anyway, um, but there was this whole thing that there might have been like a tie-in with like you know Sasquatch and UFOs yeah. and stuff like that. So you'll see where this leads, right? <sighs> kind of looks like a Sasquatch, right? So they're kind of they're kind of because that's what I was going with. I'm like, okay, they're tapping into urban legend, myth, all that stuff, right? You know, all that kooky stuff from the 70s and 80s and still have today so but these eric's like great he's like what you, you guys grow up to be wookies yeah that one had <laughs> like, me laughing out loud too I'm like that's awesome like <laughs> oh so what i wanted to say about ukla was you re- do you know how ukla got the name ukla no. So when I was talking to Buzz Dixon, I'm not sure if he mentioned it on the podcast or before because we had a long conversation before the podcast. So I'm not sure if it translated over, but we did t- talk a little thunder on that podcast. So listen to that if you haven't, folks. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he said. You might want to pause the show here if you're watching. I mean, pause the cartoon here because there's a little exposition going up. This is good. <laughs> Ukla, no, it's really not that long. Ukla oh, came from the term. UCLA, because they were going through the arches, the writers, when they were at the college at the time. Oh. And they're like, Ookla. Oh, we'll, we'll call him Ookla. So, yeah, he basically, that, that's, like how they, that's how they got the name. UCLA actually phonetically it's sounded out. Ookla. Phonetically is Ookla. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Nothing, just, just a little I, no, tidbit. No, that's great. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, it was cool when that's he told me that. pretty cool. All right. So we got our Ookla Sasquatch creature here. Wookie. Um, Alfor. Um, they attempt to sneak to go to the ship, right? So they put on the cloaks again. They're like three to a cloak. Apparently, they all magically got really long. These I, cloaks that they used. That's why they're uh, Cyclopican. <laughs> well, they were no, on their knees. Whatever. Leave it alone. So they go to the room where this ship is, and it's a spaceship. What do you know? I think we all saw, saw that one coming, right? Yeah. So, and it's a weird looking spaceship, too. It's like got an open cockpit. It kind of looks like a weird boat, like a like a weird speedboat, you know? And if you if you look at it close enough, it looks like it has 666 on the side on the nose. You know, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it says 666. I'm like... Really? <laughs> huh. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, that's hilarious. So they that's when they find out that, you know, they're from another planet and it's a spaceship and that's where it ties in the whole like well, Bigfoot creatures, Sasquatch, UFOs, got it. <laughs> Great. Now it's like we're just we're just 
kit bashing everything from everywhere in this one episode. Um, like myths and legends about you know the Sasquatch. We have Nazgul stolen, you know, from Tolkien. You're like, wow, <laughs> all within about a little over 20 minutes, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we're already 17 minutes in. I'm like, well played, well played, animators and writers. You really <laughs> outdid yourselves here. <laughs> so, Venger shows up, right? Because Eric's like, and, and then Eric gets all scared, he runs towards the ship, they're surrounded. And it, um, he's like, how will we start this crazy thing? L4 says it still needs to be fixed. The motivator, quote unquote, motivator needs to be fixed. Right. Um, so a battle ensues, right? Uh, Presto, like, like, you know, once tries to pull a 20 ton tank out of his hat. Right. And, um, he gets a toy tank out of it didn't mark it as being useful yet we're okay so just work with me on this okay um so yeah little toy tank rolls out it's cute great you know like just rolls across the floor um sheila distracts the lizard men um she goes basically poof she goes stealth and the d- lizard men look at each other like she gone where's she go and you remember our laser beam tripwire? Yes. Well, apparently Lizardmen can't see the big red beam on the floor. Well, Trip it, and they get stuck in the cage. And she goes, she go bye-bye now. They're they're farsighted? <laughs> apparently to that, too. They yeah. have, their vision is not very good. More Lizardmen start to show up. They all get into the ship. The action's getting really crazy. Um, yeah, and this is where if you pause mm-hmm. the show at um, 1843, it if you look real close, it looks like the artwork on the side of the ship looks like it says 666. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're like, um, okay, <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional, but I mean, if you the little swirly black thing curls. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Like, apparently the number of the beast is on the side of the ship. So that means L4 is Satan. <laughs> um, but anyway. Oh, yeah, I did write down the Presto rhyme if you want to hear that again. No, I did the Presto's rhymes just... Aw. No. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Magic hat. Bye. I'm going to be frank. What we need now is a 20-ton tank. <laughs> He wished for a 20-ton tank. I got the gist of it. <laughs> Which was a, a light tank, if you think about it. Light tank? It was a tiny, tiny tank. It was a well, toy tank. In in, rel- in in tank terms, that's an awfully light ta- tank. I think most, sure. most tanks are, what, 30 tons around World yeah. War II time? You know? A 20-ton tank was like, yeah. A baby tank. Was, <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you're talking actual tonnage, yes. Yeah. So... Avenger like show you know gets like r- almost right next to the the spaceship. The toy tinkles like right up to his toes. He was like, "What is this thing?" And he stomps on it, and it goes kaboom. Yeah. So it is useful. I I marked it down. It like okay, didn't yeah. necessarily hurt them, but it hurt it hurt him, but it blinded him. I guess. 
well, distracted him it, enough. It threw him off so they can get out of there. So right. So it looks like you know Eric says, "Oh, now we're going through Avengers trash compactor because the doors are going chomp, chomp, chomp." Well, yeah. Well, he basically they get up, they start to leave. Avengers like, oh, "You're not getting away," and he zaps this like yeah. gem above where the hole is. They're supposed to go, and it turns into the. Why didn't he just close the door? Why does it have to be a, a trash compactor? Uh, more exciting. Eight-year-old me? Yeah, I think more exciting because he wanted to see them smashed and crushed. But he wants the ship at this point still. Yeah, actually, in that that sense, it doesn't make really any sense at all. Like, he has the ability to zap that to make the thing go plong, 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 Yeah, yeah, to make it just, you know, cover up the the exit. Why didn't he just zap it to close the door? (laughs) Right. Because at this he point, did. he still wants the ship. And then we get into right. what I mean in a second. So continue. Right. Uh, but they escape. He pulls like a Millennium Falcon maneuver to get yeah. out of there. Because he's a Wookiee. And, and, and Venger's like, fine. If I can't have it, nobody can have it. Shoots a blast into the back of it. They're crashing. They crash over the side, back end of a mountain. And Venger's like, good. Meh. You know, <laughs> they're done. And... And and then Shadow Demon shows up conveniently after the, the battle. He's like, Master, what about their weapons? He's like, no doubt they're destroyed too. What have? <laughs> it's just, yeah. I'm just he's thinking been, myself. And that's what kind of blew my mind. He's like, he's been wanting to get these magic items like forever, right? Yep. And 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 like Shadow Demon's, what about their weapons? And Dungeon Master's like, eh, they're probably destroyed. Whatever. I, I, when he said that, I'm just like, he basically just went, meh, they're dead. And just turns <laughs> around like, and walks good. away. He's I'm like, like, he's like, good, they're destroyed. And along with their magic items, I'm like, mm, didn't you want their magic items too? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Shadow Demon wants you to go fly over there, see if they survived. Maybe the weapons flew out. Shadow Demon, go just go look. Maybe that's his weakness, hubris. Stupidity? That too. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is kind of a, yeah, well, you know. He's, he's a big dummy. A big dummy. Yeah. So they're like crashed in the kind of a swampy area. They all get out of the ship and. How the hell did they survive that? Yeah. And like Hank, uh, Eric and uh, Presto are up in a tree. They fall down into the swamp area. I mean, they don't have seatbelts. Um, Diana's standing, you know, and yeah, there's no airbags on this thing, obviously. So how the hell did they survive? And that explosion, by the way. Magic. Okay, the the explosion made it look the like... power of love. No. The, it made the ship <laughs> look like it actually exploded. It exploded. Yeah, when it hit on crash and impact. But yeah. when you look at the ship, it's just... Basically, the ship with some smoke coming out of it. It's like yeah, it's it, dented it, up a little here and there. Got some like some moss and seaweed stuck to it. it but it's otherwise... a convertible now too. Yeah, yeah. No, other than that, another not no much to wear, right? Well, then um, ask they ask Al for um, how long it'll take. He goes, ah, not too long, fifteen years. <laughs> we get our one last funny one-liner from Eric. You, well, you remember what it was? Well, here we go again. No, <laughs> he's when he says fifteen years, he's like, I think we better switch to another airline. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're like, good luck with the ship fixing it. We'll catch you later, dudes. Peace. I'm like, what was the point of all this now? And, 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 and then they, they, they go off into, like, the distance. And well, then Eric's like, here we go again. Trapped forever. Yeah, he's doing, he's, and he's doing one of those forced smile wave things. Like, eh. He's like, eh. yeah, eh, we're, we jerks. went all through this for nothing. You Thanks. big jerks. Now, okay, this is a trope in D&D that has been used multiple times, right? Right from the very beginning, right? As, um, you know, where you have, like, some science fiction-y elements thrown into a Dungeons and Dragons game, right? Yeah. The obvious expedition to the barrier, barrier peaks. And then you have, I think another one is the Temple of the Frog uh-huh. was one of those. I think they had something in there, a D&D, a module. Was and it, then was and it, all the Blackmore stuff too. Wasn't White Plume Mountain another one of them White, too? No, there was no science fiction elements in that. Oh, I thought there was. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I'm not a module um, person, so I apologize there. But those. Expedition to Berry Peaks is probably the most obvious one. Um, but there was uh, there was another one I was thinking of. There was, um, I this was later in Second Edition. I think it was called the the Night of the Comet. Oh, I, I don't know much about Second yeah, Edition at all. Yeah, it was so. tied to World of Greyhawk, and it, I think it had the deals with something like a crashing spaceship. Because that's what it looked like from the cover art. And then there was the whole adventures in Blackmore for regular D&D. Because with Blackmore, there was like the City of the Gods, which was like a technological paradise. Yeah. In the far north. So, um, I mean, how you? I guess you could take this as like tying it into well, a an adventure. Well, no DM at the end of the episode at all. Right. Notice that. And we're yeah. we're up to what? three or four attempts now at this point maybe five to get home and all have been just dead ends or duds except for yeah the last episode which was the closest they've come home to actually the box yeah yeah they the closest they've got to home like the episode a couple episodes before they went through that uh the waterfall thing the waterfall thing where they almost went home so i think yeah this is the closest was the, this the was box the box right um but I think as far as like tying in like some of this stuff to like a, a regular adventure is maybe yes, there was a spaceship that crashed on in your campaign world and some maybe enemy power or somebody you know I don't know, for, you know I got, got I got like a spelljammer like vibe from the whole ship thing, but I know spelljammer wasn't a, a thing just yet. later. Yeah, because that's a that second wasn't edition. About almost like ten years later, but you could, yeah, kind of is like that. I was kind of thinking, okay, spaceship crashes on the world, of some some like uh, enemy kingdom like 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 gets it that gets the survivors. They need to fix it. But you're you're going to try to find where this thing is, and you have to stop them from fixing it. You want to get it for your something that that I, I, that was kind of the thing I was going with. On that, you got to tie in the spaceship to something. By the way, that spaceship, uh, I meant to weird. make it was very weird, uh, and that's a, a spaceship, not a planet ship. May I add? So that goes into space, correct? Yes. 
I would um, assume. So that means that these Wookiee people can breathe in space? Yeah, because there's like no enclosure for there's them. There's nothing uh, unless, there. Maybe a force field? All right, yeah, maybe that's what it was. But that's um, I know I'm reaching. You are. But, but I'm like thinking, yeah, crash spaceship, it's found. Somebody takes it. They need to fix it. They capture the people who are survivors. They need to fix it. Uh, maybe trying to get them to fix it. Maybe it's a race against time from having this evil force fix this spaceship, which could be used as a weapon to take over well, the world. What you could do, I, uh, I was thinking also. That's what I was kind of thinking. What you could do for uh, a good one is that, that you hear rumors of this uh, ship that flies. It doesn't even have to be a spaceship. It could just be a ship that travels from right. really fast over land, kind of like a land speeder type ship from Star Wars type right. thing. Right, right, right. You hear it, rumors. And you know what? It kind of looked like that. Like, it looked like one of those sand skiffs. Yeah, That's it did. What it looked like. And you just, you know, you hear rumors of it and it's quick travel, but, you know, you don't know where it is and you hear some rumors for about it. And then you finally find it and you find that it's in, like, ruins. And you have to, like, uh, you find, like, the person that's there, some, like, old guy that's there and he's like, oh, I can't get it fixed. If only I could find these right. parts. And maybe you give the adventurers, you know, the the hook there to go find these parts and various like things around the, you know, the, the realm. Right. I was okay. thinking that might be interesting to do. I mean, Oh, that the, would be too. the ship. Yeah. I was, I was kind of thinking the same thing too, as far as like the ship, you wouldn't know it's a spaceship. You just know it's some mystical ship that, that they fix it. And, and it, and it could have been a spaceship, but it's being used as a, a land ship. And, you know, the yeah. old guy could be like, I'm from another world, and I came to this planet, and I crashed. And pieces of the ship went flying, and I was not able to do it because I'm so old. And this atmosphere makes right. me so feeble. Please so he just kind of, like, blended into the population and lived his life. Yeah, and and then maybe, you know, because you, usually when you play these games, you have adventurers that are good. and They're Hank-like, so you're, or at least they're supposed right. to be. And, you know, they, they automatically volunteer to help. So yeah, but most of the players I have are kind of their characters like Eric. <laughs> so they're all dicks, is what you're saying? Oh, maybe some of them like uh, Bobby. <laughs> well, I mean, they're gonna just probably go with it anyway because they know they're gonna get to kill stuff. So they're probably be like, "Meh, I'll help." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's but that how I would probably do it. Yeah, that's how I'd probably do that one. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Uh, hopefully everybody's enjoyed uh, this very episode of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Hmm. Stay tuned next week when we talk about. Don't talk like that. No. Dungeons no. and Dragons. The no. Clouds. No. Stop. What? No. <laughs> Just no. No, sir. When I was doing my Marvel uh, actual play, because we have our little actual play podcast for Marvel. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the uh, characters invented an AI. Uh, for uh, like a an LMD AI, you know, uh, like uh-huh. you watch Agents of Shield at all, or I I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Well, they had it. They had Ada on there, which is supposed to be the uh, life form. Mm-hmm. And so basically, I kind of modeled it after her. So every time she talked, I had to talk like this. This is Ada oh. the robot. And so like you're on NPR. Yeah. Well, yeah, not as bad as NPR, but and the robot would talk like this. How are you doing there, Nick? Nick, would you like me to go get you a glass of water? Uh, yeah. Would you like I'm a cookie, Nick? Fine. How about another bowl of cereal with some milk? <sighs> that would be good, too. Good times. Good times. Definitely, yeah. 
Definitely, yeah. Good, time. good times. Good times. And every time on NPR, we talk like this, and we talk about really, really boring topics. And yes. hopefully, you're enjoying these topics. As you know, when you sit at the table to play Dungeons and Dragons, and you roll your d20, normally you have a five percent chance of rolling a twenty, which is definitely a critical. Yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine if it was like that. Talking about D and D, you'd freaking pass out, man. Oh my god, that's that'll put insomniacs to sleep. I, I legitimately, I had a conference call at work today, which from somebody oh, uh, from uh, Wilmington, where our headquarters is, and he was telling us about the new product we were doing. And literally, I thought I was listening to NPR because he was talking like this the whole time. He's like, "So when you log in, you put in these credentials, and then when you get in there, you type this, and then you click on this." And we're just like. <laughs> The whole time, no, <laughs> it was God. so bad. I'm like, dude, get someone wow. else to demo your product to us. Really, really, I could do it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, all right, RFI staff at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook.com/slash uh, RFI podcast. Head over to our Discord server uh, where we have a whole bunch of activity going on lately, and uh, it's been blowing up in there, and uh, people have been chatting left and right. We get some blood going on in there, you know, some new blood. And people, that's what I meant to say, Cage new blood. match going on. Yes, it's <laughs> blood sport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, God. <laughs> you remember that movie? Yes, uh, I do. Not anyway. one of his worst movies, but not one of his best movies. His best, no. That was the most muscled Asian man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I do, oh, speaking of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I saw that they did another kickboxer movie with him in it just recently. Really? Yeah, it was like, I think it was last year, and he fought the dude from the original movie, Tao, Tao Pao, whatever his name was. I'm like, is this dude like a hundred now, like Van Damme? I'm like, jeez. But the guy reprised the role again, just like uh, the next Creed movie, Drago will be in it. Yeah, so <laughs> the next Creed movie, like I said, it's going to be Drago's going to be in it, reprising his role from the original Rocky Four. So we get to look I forward to that. It. Yes. Well, isn't it like Drago's son too? Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Creed heads over to Russia uh, to, or he comes here. Whatever the case is, he's supposed to get the revenge that was always needed for his father, or something like that. So. So Dolph Lundgren's going to be in it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's sweet. Oh yeah, the first Creed was actually really good. I was very surprised I by it. I heard it was. I heard it was actually very good. Yes. I didn't see it when it was in the theater and it was on uh, HBO and I'm just like, meh, I'll give it a shot. And the wife and I watched it and we were just like, man, we should have watched this in the movie theater. This was really good. Yeah, I've heard it was a very good film. And so. I mean, it was really sad because what happens to uh, to Rocky in that movie. So, I mean, you have to watch it to find out, but it's kind of right. sad. Right, I will. I won't ruin it for I you, will. but it, it almost makes you cry. So, Oh, wow. And uh, you do find out, which is common knowledge, they actually told you about it beforehand, that, that Paulie at this point is dead, So even though he was right. in the last Rocky movie. Sure. I'm sure he passed away. Yeah, yeah you kind of get the he idea. He died because of, probably because of alcoholism, yeah. knowing him. So. You drank too much booze, you know what I'm saying? Paulie, it's just kind of sad because Rocky in the movie at one point goes to the graves of uh, Paulie and Adrian and he reads the newspaper to them, which apparently it looks like he does it every day. So. Adrian died too? Oh, yeah. She died in uh, the last Rocky. She did? 
Well, yeah, uh, the one that was just called Rocky, apparently. I don't oh, know if you yeah, want to consider that, that six, one. and this is, you know, whatever. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that one was awful. And it, So everybody died. Yeah, <laughs> she, did, she didn't want to be in the movie, so what they did was they just say, said that she died of cancer. So, yeah. Polly died, Adrian died, his original manager, trainer died, Burgess Meredith. Mick, yeah, Mick's dead. Mickey. And, and apparently in Creed, the the dude that was I can't think of the the black guy's name that was Apollo Creed's. Uh, that's um, Carl Weathers. No, not Carl Weathers. That that's not Apollo himself. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about his trainer, the bald guy with the mustache. That oh was, yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, I think he died too because they don't. They only thing, they show a brief clip of him and they kind of touch upon how he's not Apparently there. There was a nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this is not the Rocky slash Creed podcast. That's for another time. Yeah, that's not the, us. Sorry, yeah. tangent people. Sorry. You know, or the Dolph Lundgren or the uh, Jean Claude Van Damme podcast. Right. You can find those on iTunes and other great podcasts if you just type oh, in the God. search. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep it original. Keep it old school. And good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. for initiative.